Hey everybody, this is Brett with Indie Comics Dispatch. This will be the intro to both episodes 18 and 19 of season 2, so if you've already listened to it on episode 18 and you're on episode 19, you can skip it. Skip ahead, it's okay. Anyway, we're severely behind on posting and on creating new episodes, but we're back on track. Why do we get so behind? Well, life. Um, I, Brett, started a new job in February that kind of just absorbed a lot of my extra time. Since the beginning of the pandemic, I have worked remotely, I've worked from home, and it has provided me a lot of extra time to be able to work on things like broadcast from the dispatch. February, I accepted a new job as a marketing and communications director and editor-in-chief for a nonprofit magazine, and that required going into the office again. <laughs> a lot of my time was eaten up. Um, But broadcast has always been a focus of mine. Getting back to it has always been a focus of mine. And after a couple months, little hiatus, we are back. Uh, Brian and I are back. We're starting every other Tuesday. Um, We'll talk about some new uh, changes to broadcast from the dispatch in episode 20. Um, And and just format changes and, and how we're handling things from here on out. Anyway... Um, I hope you enjoyed the, uh, episodes 18 and 19, uh, the last episodes we did before um, I kind of went on a small hiatus there, um, and I hope that that you keep listening as we explore new formats, new segments, and new ways of exploring the indie comic uh, universe. Without any further ado, here's this week's episode of Broadcast from the Dispatch. Hey everybody, this is Brett with the Indie Comics Dispatch and broadcasting from an undisclosed location deep within the Milky Way galaxy. This is the broadcast from the Dispatch. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling about settling into the new job? Good. Today, I was talking a little bit before the show, um, and so today is was my last day um, of kind of work for the current job. Um, so you know, kind of finishing stuff out tomorrow. I'm just cleaning out the office and and having lunch with some friends from work, and then yeah, then then it's done, and then I go start my my new stuff. It's going to be. Um, interesting i think i think it'll be good yeah new adventures are always great dude so i'm obviously i'm proud and happy for you yeah. so i can't wait to see what uh comes of all of it yeah yeah i feel i was saying again before the show um i feel like i i have i have been working since like 6 a.m this morning and so after the show's done i'm gonna go get a good stiff drink and um go to bed <laughs> <laughs> no party uh come on man you're not getting old are you I, I am old. I am old. Once you once you pass four kids, it's old. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, so so we're live. If you're out there watching, um, it, it's great to if you share the feed. Um, and so if you share it to your per- personal profile, any groups you may be a part of or in charge of, it just helps the stream grow. Last week we had a ton of shares from people watching. And it really it helped. It helped. We had a lot of people interacting last week, and it was a, it was a great show. Um, hoping for another great show this week. Um, regardless of if people share, I know our guests will help bring it. Um, but if you share the stream, it helps us reach more people. Um, Brian, you have uh, something coming up on the 16th. What, what do yeah. you got going on? This, this little project we call Nightfall, the end of uh, <laughs> the end of the indie crossover between our uh, Wingless Comics and Constant Hustle Comics. Uh, we're going to launch part four and five 
at the same time. Uh, February 16th on Kickstarter, larger goal, larger stakes in the comic itself. Um, just really building out this entire um, indie universe that we've got going here. Um, the, the response so far from my beta readers has obviously been pretty good. Um, I'm loving what I'm hearing about it. Like I know what I wanted to do. And so I kind of feel like I've made the point of what I wanted to do. Uh, so for me, it's kind of monumental. I mean, apart from the company and stuff, like for me, right. it's monumental. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really fun. It'll be the first time we launch uh, two comics at once. So obviously, like I said, a larger goal, which is kind of scary, but at the same time, it's pretty dope. I just want to get this story out. I want everybody to see it and have as much fun with it as I am. Um, it's really good. So. It's really good. I've obviously seen advanced um, copies and the script for five, and it's it's really good. And probably on Netflix doing a kick-ass job. So honestly, like yeah. even if it's not good, they are so good artists that like they make it look good. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're kicking ass. So I, again, I can't wait uh, to kind of you know get it going. It's gonna be so. Yep. Much fun. I'm gonna drop that link. We'll drop it now and drop it later. If you want to um, get yourself um, to get notified on launch for the pre-launch um, page, um, you can go to the address that I am dropping into the comment section right now and the um, page is live and the thumbnail that you see there is directly from the book this isn't just promotional art this is no. what you're going to see this is the style this is the epicness that you're going to see no. in the book yeah it's it's really good it's really good and i i'm a bit biased i'll admit that but no, um <laughs> you, but i liked nightfall before i was ever a part of wingless comics uh because nightfall crossover was the very first episode ever of broadcast from the dispatch we it had was. you and lawrence on and yeah. it, um so you nightfall has been part of broadcast from the beginning um yeah yeah so, so yeah, yeah man it's gonna be awesome it's yeah. Gonna be, yeah like i said i just can't wait i'm yeah. super stoked honestly and link is in the comment section. Then people can go get notified on launch when it launches there, um, February sixteenth. Um, a couple updates. Um, last week we we said uh, there was some issues going on with the website. Those are all fixed. It's fantastic. Um, there are some images missing. Our, our plugin that was um, offloading media from the server to the um, cloud um, did screw up at some point, and so we are missing some media from. September 2020 through April 2021, not all, but just some random stuff here and there. So if it's like you go and search a review and there's like an image missing, it's not personal. Um, there's a server screw up and we're still researching to see if there's backups that we can load from to, to get it back. So it's definitely personal. He's lying to you. It is. It's personal. <laughs> um, everything from Wheelist Comics has been scrubbed. Um, it's super personal. <laughs> but with that being said, with the server issue being fixed, um, we have just loaded tons and tons of reviews on the site, um, tons and tons of reviews. And so um, I think I loaded close to 20 reviews on the site over the weekend. So there's so much to catch up on. If you haven't been to IndieComicsDispatch.com lately, go there, uh, check out the reviews, find your next favorite indie comic. Uh, Brian, anything else? I think that's all, man. I think we're, you know, kind of up to date on... On the goings on, we're going to continue this month, obviously Black History Month, continue highlighting Black talent and, and Black artists and, and creators in the field of indie comics. Um, next month uh, is Women's Month, so we'll do the same uh, for women and, you know, on and on and on. I think that uh, the show continues to run in a pretty great fashion, so... Uh, I think yeah. we're there, right? And and that does bring up a really quick based on what you said you and I had talked about you know we're we're doing very topical shows not as much kickstarter promotion so it's not that we don't like your kickstarter when you when you uh, message us it's that we we're trying to figure out different venues for you promoting your kickstarter than always having kickstarter promotion for every show um so again the website is a great place to promote your kickstarter uh we get it's it's up to almost 3,500 unique views a month on the website. So that's 3,500 people that could be seeing your Kickstarter announcement if you just sent it to us. So um, that's really the be the better bet for Kickstarter promotion. Um, but always reach out and say, hey, I'd like to be on the show sometime and we'll fit you in um, when it makes sense. So um, and again, like Brian says, it, it is personal, though. Yeah, <laughs> of course, obviously it is. <laughs> so we, we uh, J3 is here tonight. Um, I'm not sure I'm cool enough to say that, but it's okay. Um, it was kind of corny the way you said it. Everything's corny the way I say it. 
All right, so I'm going to introduce our first Jay, uh, Jordan. He is the fine artist, animator, uh, comic book artist, and writer from Baltimore. He is the owner of J.P. Jackson Art LLC. His mission is to bring diverse content that puts a fresh spin on familiar stories and characters. Jordan, welcome. Hey, Brett. And thanks for opening up with the J3. <laughs> see some people what have i it. done <laughs> well it's great to have you on here i've seen some of your artwork for a while now and, and been an admirer so it's it's great to have you on here i'm thank sorry you, brian you. i totally cut you off no it's okay i was just making fun of you like oh yeah <laughs> yeah you're good <laughs> uh brian you want to get next yeah so jason our next jay uh, is a writer and comic creator out of Auburn, Maine, currently wrapping up a year-long mini-comic campaign, minicomicbundles.com. Jason is, a, is working on a horror project chronicling his experiences in a high school control group, um, obviously out of Fogbreaker Studios. What's going on, Jason? Hey, how's it going? It's a high control group. I, I don't know if I put high school by accident, but I oh, was like... High, okay, no, we're high right. school. Okay, no. <laughs> Brain <laughs> that part in. That's okay, cool. <laughs> No, it sounds interesting though. It, to it totally does. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. No problem. It. And Jason is also a member of the Indie Comics Dispatch team. So uh, thank you, Jason, for your reviews and everything no you do. No problem. I can't Comics wait to do some Dispatch. more. Yeah. And um, I've been a lover of the mini comic bundles, and that project is. Is, is it coming to an end? One more set? Yeah. Or is it... I think there there might end up being an extra bundle because I know Drifter has two more two more mm -hmm. issues. Mm -hmm. Um. Man, that's that's been that story's been awesome to see. Like, I love seeing Aaron's artwork, but um, yeah. I, I really had a blast writing these. Like, it really it pushed me because it was they're little, like they're they're short. So you got to tell a story, and and you got to trust the artist, and barely fit as little as you can in. So it's been a fun project, but I'm I'm glad to see it completed. It, it looks it's looking awesome. It is. It is. It's such a cool project. Our final J this evening is Jamal. Jamal, a new face to the indie comic scene with his first title, Black Bow Uprising Chapter One. With the successful completion of his first Kickstarter campaign, his vision is to set a new standard for male alpha uh, POC characters in comics and in manga, and hopefully build a brand that can encompass all those things while shedding light on the plight of minorities in this country. Jamal, welcome. What's up, guys? Glad to be here. J3. <laughs> J3. Look, I got a comic now, man. Y'all got to do. Thing you have to do some sort of crossover. It's oh, that would be interesting. Oh uh, yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> you guys are welcome. We'll take care. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> Thanks, Brett. <laughs> So, gentlemen, thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we, we titled this this episode uh, Black History Month Rising Stars because you all are fairly newer to to perhaps writing projects. Um, although uh, Jordan has been um, producing um, art for comics for quite some time now, um, but new to the to the writing and production of, of some yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we have been, when I, we were kind of throwing around names and then I, I kind of sent Brian, you guys' name through like, yeah, that, that's perfect. That makes sense. Like these are, these are the new freshman class, if you will, of indie comic creators. And it's um, great to have you guys on tonight and, and just talk. Um, so speaking of comics, why comics? What got you into creating comics? Why, why, why go the comics route? Anybody who wants to start I'll off. I'll go first. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, I basically, I studied animation in college and uh, I decided for my thesis, I did an, a four minute long animated short. And then for an a illustration class, I was just like, let's just make a comic book. Cause I've all, cause I've always, I've always liked comic books and animation. So I'm like, let's just give it a go. And so I did a wordless comic and um, that was an interesting process, but that was what five, six years ago, and then uh, I think two or three years ago, I jumped into the comic space. Uh, I was hired to do turn a graphic novel, a, a literary series, into a graphic novel series, Ancient Illumination. So that was kind of how I got into it. Dope. Jamal, let's go down to you. Um, okay, for me, uh, I got into comics. Um, I always uh, like to, uh, you know, watch. Marvel, DC, you know, films, but uh, for me, getting into comics started um, on the entertainment side of things. Um, I was more into uh, to acting, per se, and it all started with a horrible skit that I did on YouTube. 
right? Okay, uh, with an Archer character trying to take out the president, right? Or just some crazy wild stuff. And so one of my friends was just like, you know, maybe you should just make a comic, bro. <laughs> just make a comic. And I was, I just took that idea and it sat with me in the back of my head for a while. And I really probably wasn't going to do anything with it, <laughs> you know, because, you know, I like, you know, being the hero of my own story. And like I said, that video, was it was funny, but it was horrible. But um, I took that and- it I sang- agree with Rod. We got to see the skit now. Is it still on YouTube? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get any uh, copyright flags or nothing like that, but uh, yeah, it's called The Wall. And it was like an alternate version of like uh, Donald Trump fighting like this Archer Ninja Assassin. <laughs> So whoa. <laughs> I'm googling wild. right now. Oh, <laughs> oh so, okay, I found it. So yeah, man. Um and and like I said, it sat in my back of my head for a while. And then like when the um when the George Floyd situation happened, you know, I was just like, yo, this like really looks like some um some Dark Knight Rises type stuff, like you know, everybody in the middle of the streets, bur- things are setting on fire, burning, like like the end of the world, post-apocalyptic. I was like, you know, it would be dope to see like a vigilante, and then that's where the, that's where like the idea came from, and then we've been going ever since. So that's awesome. That's, that's cool. so cool. Jason, well, mine was more, um, mine was more activism. I was. Uh. I was a Jehovah's Witness and like our thing was always the magazines. And so I wanted to create something with my writing that I could like intermingle in like the public places that they left magazines and it would be anonymous. And the only thing, the only thing that fit was a comic. Like, and so I started researching how to do comics and then it it just became what I wanted to do. Like the, the story is always creating, but now I want to, I want to get good at comics. Like I love writing them. I love trying to figure out the panel situation. It's, it's, it's labor, but I, I, it's the, it's my favorite labor for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm going to be the third. I'm a, I'm a third that ditto that right there. Agree. Agree. How cool and unique is each of your stories? I, I love it. That's, I mean, I think probably some of the most unique uh, origin stories we've had on the (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Well, how did you guys do all of that and then become a boy man? We might have to do a crossover just because, man. (laughs) What do y'all see when we switch screens? Like when we do the spin and we all switch That's what I'm saying, man. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, uh, it seems like obviously your backgrounds are very uh, diverse and and very varied. Uh, So tell us about your projects, because I imagine the same is, is said for your projects. What are your projects? What is your main thing at the moment? Well, definitely for me, um, I don't know, my my upbringing has always been like my main, it's like my gift and my curse. Like it was my one way to find that I could show how dark it really was, was to like build horror around it. And I did it with a couple of stories in the minis, but the the bigger project for this all is called Ransom Notes because there's always something at risk when when somebody's always watching everything you do and so i just i went through all these experiences that i had heard or things that we were always told and i just wanted to amplify it like list really listen to what comes with what these people are saying and it's it's really horror that writes itself and so that's that's the mission the mission is like to like really start to create this and and i'm getting there now like i feel like everything is coming together like my my skills are a little bit sharper now so i feel more confident to tackle a longer a longer form story now okay yeah for um for me um the biggest uh thing right now is just uh now my uh my campaign is actually just ended 
So um, like the precipice and like focal point of like my journey in comics right now is to see this through to completion, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we're uh, in the process of um, just gathering all the information. And once once I collect everything and I see that all the backers have got their stuff, um, I already got like the second issue written. And my uh, my like long term goal, like I want to um, do like a a series where I do I tell the story in arcs, and um, after the first arc, hopefully the story has caught um, some attention by then. And man, I'm trying to do like a remind you like entertainment was always my thing in many different forms. You know, if it wasn't acting, it wanted it. I wanted to tell stories one way or another. So hopefully, man, we can do like a live action film. I mean, like that's where I see myself. Like hopefully after the third, after the first arc, and um, you know, this series is gonna have about three arcs, and that's gonna span about nine books. And I'm gonna have um, in between those each arc is gonna be like a uh, um, standalone title series for um, Black Bow, and um, so after three books in the series, when um, whenever you guys get a chance to read it, you'll see that there's flashbacks in there. So flashbacks regarding his origins, where he comes from, things of that nature. And so in those in that standalone title, the first one after the um, first arc, that's going to be a whole book dedicated to um, the origins of Black Bow and everything prior to these three chapters. So I can't wait to start writing that. Um, the second book's actually already done. I'm actually fading that in, typing that in now. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm just excited to just be here, man. Hopefully, some Comic Con conventions coming up this summer. And oh yeah, yeah, I'm 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 out here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Jamal, I feel like me and Jamal on the same wavelength. Like like I'm just ready to hit all the conventions this year, so I'm, right, I'm no, super excited. Real. Yeah. Um, and so, um, current pro, I have like three. I have, I have too many projects right now, but um, the main project is um. Eve of Insurrection, uh, my new series that I wrote and illustrated, lettered, formatted, did everything by myself. Um, and so basically, it takes place in a cyberpunk world. And to quickly summarize it, it would be like if the Black Panther Party fought against Amazon in the future. And so mm-hmm. you have this young woman who's kind of created her own syndicate called the Eve Syndicate, and basically she kind of fights crime. And by day, her family created this own, like, Black Utopia, where they basically give out resources, a garden, and this kind of underground city. And so the entire series is going to be a seven-part series that basically you're looking at seven days leading up to this kind of revolution, this kind of reset of this cyberpunk world. And, and then after I, I started that, I finished that, in, I finished that in November, released it in November, and then... This year, I'm working right now. I'm working on a kind of uh, just say one shot that kind of follows another character in the series, and they're going on this data heist to kind of reclaim this uh, proprietary information that was stolen uh, from this kind of utopic, the, the same utopic kind of society group. Very and cool. potentially, potentially, um, there might be some animation that animations that are sold as like NFTs. Uh, but it will be it will be a traditional comic book in in, in the normal sense, physical book. Nice, nice. Cool. Um, I do want to. Dead Kitty Studios on um, Instagram says hey, and then Powerhouse Distro on Instagram also says um, indie comic distributor in the house. Um, so if anybody wants more information on Powerhouse Distro, they're on Instagram. Um, check them out. We follow them. You can find them. Um, I do want to mention now that we're a little bit into the show, um, we have a, a kind of Quintus Engine Works has a contest going on. Uh, you can get a free copy of the indie comic Good Boy Number One from Quinton. Um, their details are on the Indie Comics Dispatch Facebook page. Uh, you got to go watch the episode that um, Garrett Gunn was in and Christina Blanche. And um, there's a phrase you have to message to us to, to to win that copy, and you get a free physical copy of Good Boy Number One from Source Point Press. Um, so um, yeah. Uh, check that out. 
so back to the topic here, what is the importance of representation in your stories? Um, you, you've each kind of touched on it, um, but then taking that a bit further, what do you think is the importance um, of representation within the greater comic book community? I'll, I'll take it first. Uh, oh, yeah, go for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, uh, <laughs> yeah, my take on that is like, okay, um, my speaking for myself, my character, um, as far as um, like representation in, um, in, in, in our community, um, like I kind of modeled it sort of like after like, say, Batman, he's like the archetype character, which is like, you know, the go-to symbol for status, wealth, abundance, um, somebody that has, uh, you know, just, um, you know, control and uh, somebody, um, you know, when you think of the tip, when you think of the, uh, you know, like the poster boy, right, for um, for what you think that uh, a hero with a secret identity should look like, you would most likely think of Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, those archetype guys, right? And like, we got, we, you know, you got, uh, speaking of fair representation, you got other black characters, you know, uh, Jefferson Pierce, Black Black Lightning, uh, guys like that. But I mean, like, for um, a community to have its own type of guy that they could look up to like that, that's where I feel like I wanted to introduce my character hopefully to like fill a type of space and I'm there's plenty of black superheroes and I'm not trying to like touch on that subject because I mean to each his own but I just feel like I wanted to in my world try to create somebody that you know was a philanthropist of a philosopher a you know a businessman and somebody that his community could look up to and like yo I want to be like that so um yeah, in my mind, I think that um, the community and like each community, every community, every ethnic group needs something like that. Needs somebody like that. So, um, yeah, that's what it. That's what it basically uh, means for me to uh, want to create something like that for people to uh, delve into and read, um, and hopefully relate to. Yeah. Similar. Oh. Oh, I'm Go sorry. ahead, Jason. Go ahead, Jason. No, I was gonna say like relatability is always it's the common ground like you can pull anybody in with relatability but um being somebody who was raised you know to to not like not see color it was right. um it, it was one of the last things that i honestly ever thought about until i was in my late 30s was you know my blackness and and what it meant to people especially being in maine but my son looks just like Miles Morales, and it, it means the world to him to be able to go. Like we had started going to Free Comic Book Day, and he would go dressed as Miles Morales, you know, right before quarantine hit. Because and a Spider Man, like so, no, like it's it's cool that he's brown, but it's also cool that it's a, you know, it's, it's one of the the pillars of the comic book industry is Spider Man and. It, it, I saw how much it lit my son up to have that character that he could pretend to be that looked like him. And so it made me realize my responsibility, like, especially up here, to be Black, you, you almost bear a responsibility to say, no, like, we have good stories, too. And our characters, our actors can be solid characters and so no like you might want a character like ours to be your superman one day like i know that's scary but like the world is changing like it's okay for there's room for everybody at the top and we should be we should have the comfort and re reminders of that in our fantasy just like just like they do so it you you got to do something and so like I won't not have a black character in my books. Like they won't all be black all the time, but they'll Most be definitely. there. They have to be. Most definitely. They'll both say all y'all said some amazing things. Um, 
Uh, and it's it's funny, uh, Jamal, you brought up Batman um, because my main character, uh, Lana, or her alter, I guess her alter ego be the Shadow Queen, is based off of Batman. Okay. Um, and my response, and my response was like, well, I really want to show a black woman doing the stuff that Batman, Batman does like, you know, being the spirit of vengeance and, and like actually like protecting people and also fighting, like fighting kind of capitalism and being able to like liberate communities. Cause that's like what I think people, that's what we really, that's what we need to see more of is like this in general, black people, like being able to liberate communities and maintain those communities and seeing more of that. Um, and so I felt like it, I felt like it was important that like, black women could relate to this character and just black people, not, not just black people, but I wanted black women to see themselves in this character. And I wanted this character to be able to be a vehicle for other people to just relate to and connect with um, that may not be out. That may be outside of their experience. Um, so it was, it's always, it's always very important for us as black people to see characters that look like us and that are just also doing different things that we, we don't generally expect. Exactly. So, Jason, how do you feel when when the lead singer cuts you off all the time? When you just <laughs> hey, that's okay. You know, I'm not let it go. This is what I do all damn day. Um, there, there's there's no lead singer. You know, we, we're all, <laughs> all, we're all we all come together beautifully. It's a trifecta. Exactly. I remember. I remember. I remember. Uh, everybody said that, and then Justin did a solo album. <laughs> Bro, ain't nobody come to see you, Otis. So that being said, right, and obviously we all know that diversity is important. Um, we all have championed that, including Indie Comics Dispatch and in all its different forms. But what sets your characters and creations apart from like what's already out there? Because we know we we take the, like you said, Batman and Spider Man, and we have all these influence, right? Influences. So what sets your characters apart from with Black Bow? What makes Black Bow different than Green Arrow or Hawkeye? You know what I mean? What makes her different from Batman or Ghost Rider? You know what I mean? Like what makes your characters um, not only important but topical? So uh, I kind of what makes. The Shadow Queen and Lana different is that it kind of they they kind of um, I mean I guess since I talked about it before we're looking at we're look, kind of looking at a black woman being a vigilante no. kind of similar to Sister Knight um, and then um, she's kind of dealing so Batman's I've, Batman secretly dealing is always dealing with kind of loss of his parents and so like my character is has kind of dealt with the loss of one parent. But she's kind of like balanced. She's also very balanced in kind of like what she wants, what she sees in the world. Um, and she knows how to affect change. But there's still this kind of there also is this kind of doubt with her within her. Like, am I doing enough or is this going to work? So there's kind of this kind of like nuanced nature to like how she's fighting crime and kind of what she's dealing with internally. Well. My stories are just kind of. um. I don't I haven't done a lot of the superhero stories yet, but um I, I think it's important to see, I think somebody mentioned it early, just to see black characters doing regular things, like just a a regular guy in the story, like a paramedic, but he's a black guy. Like, you know, I I think that that part's important because we were just, you know, I was raised pretty much just to kind of be like a uh, a Ken doll, you know, you don't really do, you don't really do anything. You're just kind of plain and you don't really get an identity. And so you can be anybody. And so if you can be anybody, you should be everybody. So I, I just, I think it's important to not necessarily have the, the typical black character. Like he doesn't have to be, he can be a, a banker. He can be a paramedic. He can be the mechanic, like he doesn't have to be an ex drug dealer trying to get his life straight, you know. And so the tropes, right? Yeah, we don't. Yeah, because I was That's never, that, you know. So I just, I just think it's important to see typical stuff because I don't want to say normal, but like typical stuff because my life is fairly typical, you know, except the parts that aren't. So. 
that's I think that that's that's kind of my my role in it since I'm not doing superheroes right now. It's just every everywhere I can put them, just to make 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 our face be there. Most definitely. Um, uh, with with me, um, Brian, you were saying like what makes them different, like Hawkeye and um, Green Arrow, these characters that are already out there. Uh, for one, um, well, one he was. Uh, I'll give some similarities and some differences. So one, they uh, they both uh, they all three. I think Oliver Queen, uh, but he lost his father, and um, Bruce Wayne lost all his parents. So Black Bolt loses his brother. That's a similarity. I, I definitely was inspired by that whole story, um, both stories. Even though um, I definitely dig Archer, so Green Arrow is my guy, my go-to, like. You know, flip Batman, man. Oliver Queen, that's my dude. But uh, um, Black Bow, his um, I definitely wanted to, like you said, I wanted to do something different. So, so not only does he rely on his abilities as an archer, right? Um, he has gadgets as well, like both Oliver Queen, Hawkeye, and Batman. But to um, to the thing that separates him from all three of those guys is um his ability to channel his own energy within himself sort of like uh the energy you would see in like um shang chi or um iron fist or um like the senses of daredevil right so he has those abilities as well on top of being a badass archer and having resources just like oliver queen or batman so i wanted to basically like um um what was just said before about just you know having um poc characters not fitting those certain tropes but to have those to have them um you know fulfilling other roles like you know i don't know a soccer coach (laughs) uh, a math teacher right uh my guy um david dab the main protagonist in the black ball series is an archaeology professor so um definitely yeah i wanted to definitely touch on that and uh tap into that source uh when creating this story so um yeah that in itself um i believe you know will set my guy apart from some of those big guys up there in the big two you know <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very cool Thank you. as a as a creator um so how has coming into a niche community that's inside a niche community that's really inside another niche community, you know, <laughs> um, how has that changed the way you create and promote? It's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it's hard. The promo is the hardest for me is the promo. Marketing for me, marketing is just, um, is tough. Like online presence. Um, yeah. I, I can do the convention thing. I can, I, I love showing up. Hey, this is my book. I like. I, I'm type of a, a vendor where I'm there. I'm up. I'm talking to people, making eye contact. I, I try to limit drawing, um, just so I have the chance to like meet people. So, um, but kind of like stepping into this space is. It's kind. It's it. It's almost. It's it's all. It's been enjoyable and affirming that like I'm where I'm supposed to be. Like I like. It's like before. I think before 2017. I like had no clue that like i just didn't know about like black comic book spaces and so like when i went to i think the schomburg um in harlem i was like oh this is home this is like what i've been looking for forever and so kind of being in this space has been has been a great just a blessing and so um but marketing wise i feel like i have to in general i just feel like i have to work harder to kind of push like push my push my books out there try to use opportunities to kind of uh you know just give people something extra um and just create an interesting experience so like right now i'm like doing a black history month giveaway where like people buy my book um i basically do like a cyberpunk portrait Mm -hmm. and but for the next i think next three or four four days i'm gonna do a post i do a post every day where i talk about um different historical figures that have influenced different characters. So I'm just trying out different strategies to just promote and kind of connect with different people. Dope. Definitely. Uh, I didn't really, 
I never knew that there was like a specific comic book community that like thought of us first, you know, and without the internet, you wouldn't know. Like if I only knew what was around me or like, dude, even like just the beginning stuff, like it's weird. Like I'm surprised at how weird things are. Like when you, when you meet a lot of different creators, like, Never would have guessed that it, it would even matter with what we do. Like we make we make people up and and, <laughs> and draw them on on a tablet or on a piece of right. paper. Like and it's like there's a nervousness about what color of, of the skin these fictional characters are, and so it's it's odd. Like it's made me it's made me educate myself fast. You know, as far as like to have a reply and to know if I should have a feeling about it. So I guess that's that's the odd thing about about like our niche world because comic books are not book writing and it's not it's not art like it's something it's something else. And there's not it's different. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. It is. It's not what I expected. Like it's bizarre. Like it's almost yeah. like, like it's it's weird. You just yeah. don't. You got there's corners that I just don't belong in. I guess. <laughs> it's strange, I like, oh, let me let you go finish, Jason. No, that's that's it. It's just it's an odd it's an odd duck. So I'm just riding the wave and like learning how to navigate it. Yeah, I have to. I have to t- tip my hat off to like act like literary book writers. Like, someone asked me, "Like, do you ever see yourself writing books?" I'm like, no, no <laughs> keep that. Y'all, y'all can have that. You professional. <laughs> I just make comic books and I and I and write these small stories and do some animation. But no, 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 no I'm not getting into actual book writing. Man, to be fair, writing. though, real quick, um, <laughs> novel writing is easier. I think, right? Having done both, only because. Like it is what it is and it's done and you mm-hmm. give it to maybe an editor, right? Like, and maybe somebody designs your cover. Mm-hmm. When you're in a comic book, unless you're doing like you, Jordan, where you're doing everything yourself, you gotta go to this person and then go to the editor and then go to the illustrator. And then you got your colorist and maybe your colorist doesn't understand where you're like, they need to be darker skinned. Mm-hmm. And then you come back again with the pale guy and you're like, nah, they're dark skinned. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, but if I do it dark, no. nobody will be able to see it. Like, now nah, that means you suck as a colorist. There's like, it's, uh, writers have less, like, they have less mm-hmm. overhead, right? Like, it's more words, but it's way less overhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's definitely, yo, <laughs> Jason, when you were talking about that research, like, man, it's like, I, I, I was like, man, I thought I just got in this to create some dope pictures and some dope stories real quick. Bro, I really have to research. Like, I'm in here with, like, dude, freaking all these books just trying to understand, you know, some looking into ancient history and, like, all this yeah. stuff, bro. Like, <laughs> man, I feel like I was back in college, bro. Like, yeah. each book, like, it's crazy. And But it's, yo, it's been so fun, though, because now it's like, like you said, you re-educating yourself. And yeah. you're, learning, you're learning things that, you know, Oh, yeah, I didn't even learn in school but with a college professor. Like, I'm learning some old other stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that part, too, it's like a, that part is amazing, man, because, you know, a lot of people, um, I was watching this YouTube video. I mean, I'm pretty sure you, all you guys, you guys are all creators. I'm pretty sure you all have heard it. It's like the gift and the curse of creativity or something like that. I believe it's called. It's a good YouTube video to watch. But it, it was just saying, like, like, it's so much of a pressure being a creator because, you know, is your story going to, you know, is, you know, is it going to get out there? Um, you know, the pressure of you being out there and making sure it's heard, but also um, like they're saying that you to, in order to create, like you have to be fairly intelligent, like, yeah, like you have to have divergent thinking capabilities. And that's like one of the like dopest parts that I f- took away from it. Because you got to just to come up with stuff isn't easy. You're talking about if you're in the sci-fi or fantasy, you're talking about delving into the third cosmos and distant galaxies. And you got to know, like, yo, where is that shit? Like, what Proxima Center? Like, you got to really know some mm-hmm. stuff. So it's like that whole aspect is dope. Like, I mean, I, I watch a lot of space stuff, so I'm, I'm into all of that. So, but um, yeah, man, it's that whole thing is fascinating, bro. You definitely are going to 
you're definitely going to run into some people that know their stuff and it's going to feel good to actually be able to conversate them with them about a certain topic that you didn't know anything about before. So, I mean, at least that's my personal experience on it anyway, you know. Yeah, you got a tongue though. I mean, I feel like if you're not doing research and you're just going off on one topic, then you don't actually know what you're talking about, right? You're just gonna make some shit up. That's yeah, why we fighters, right? Yeah. And we gotta go to retcon X amount of years later. Uh, again, they didn't know any better. Everybody, no one knew what radioactivity would do, but like now we do. So now you gotta do the research. You can't just be like, oh yeah, he he held a radioactive bow and that gave him powers. Like you got like that ain't gonna work. <laughs> he just got a tumor in his arm. Oh, he got a tumor in his arm. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, uh, Jamal, you've talked about it a little bit, so I guess we'll start with you. Um, but beyond the comics, right, or 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 it, maybe it is just the comics, what are your long-term goals for you? Not just the comic series and the creativity, but for yourself and, and your company, because we're all publishers at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, hopefully... Uh, I see myself creating a larger brand that's going to make more comics in that universe. So it won't just be Black Bowl. Um, eventually, I plan to move away. Like Black Bowl Comics was my social media alias. But um, eventually, I plan to make a much larger uh, brand and then make a um, branch off into the Bowverse, if you will, underneath a bigger brand. So I, I think that's going to be a couple books in because I, I didn't see, I saw myself at first just making one story. Um, and then as I seen it, as I started making, uh, going along and delving in this journey and um, going into this universe, I started um, coming up with other concepts and other characters, even thinking about other, you know, genres too, like um, like manga style uh, books and things like of that nature. So um, that uh, gave me the push to, you know, in the future and maybe in the next couple of books, um, change a couple of things up and make a much larger uh, company to um, to push out these stories under one roof. So nice, nice, nice. Uh, Jason, um, I want stories everywhere. Like, I want to have a story with as many different people as as I could ever think of. Like, I want to have like a Stephen King catalog of just stories that just exist everywhere that all look different. Like, I just I, I, that's that's the dream. Can I, can real quick? I don't want to cut you off, but can it be Stephen King uh, pre the Dark Tower? Because the Dark Tower, sure. absolutely, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I, it's my job to keep you on track, bro. I don't want you to that's, do the Dark Tower. That's totally then I gotta burn your book. I gotta throw them that's away. That's totally fair. Like yes, the the correct step. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, I just want a lot of stories. Like I, I want to see. I just want to see like all. I want to see my stories drawn by like the best are people that are really into a story that can just like give it their best. If I'm giving one part my best and they're giving one part their best, like I, I can't imagine that, but then like all the time, like that would just be awesome. Yeah. That's dope. What about you? Are you just not going to cut in? Just what? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to cut in every time. Excuse me. Excuse me, everybody. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just I'm reflecting. I'm I'm trying to figure out which answer I want to give y'all. Do I mean, <laughs> I mean, tr- I see my life going. I'm old in a cabin painting. I've done twenty. I've done thirty, forty years. I'm twenty eight. I've done fifty years of comics, and I'm just old painting. But um, at this, I guess I want to. My goal is to finish Eve of Insurrection, um, the seven part series, and basically um, use this opportunity to work with other writers and just allow them to kind of tell their own stories in this universe. Because um, personally, I just love, I love drawing and I love reading people's work and then reimagining, interpreting it. It's kind of a, like a beautiful collaboration. So um, similar to Jason, I just kind of want my work everywhere. So just working on all these different projects, even outside of mine. So. Very good. I'm going to insert a question that wasn't on the list. Um Ooh. And, and that kind of um, goes to long-term goals uh, in a way. Not really, but kind of. It made me think of it. It's a question that I used to ask everybody that I haven't asked in a while. And so you can't. the answer can't be anybody on the show tonight, okay? Remember that. If you could do a crossover between your creation and anybody else's one day, within the indie comic sphere, let's not do Marvel DC stuff, okay? Let's crossover between your your character and another indie comic creator's character. Who would it be? 
Wow. I don't mm. know if I I don't I don't know if I could nail down an answer. Yeah, this is that's a tough. tough. That's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, that is that's tough. That's, that's tough, man. I have like the top. I have like a top three. That should be like a homework assignment. Like yeah, yeah. come back. Like come home and make <laughs> spreadsheets and ask questions and figure out what you want to do. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, all right, all right. This is this is hard one, Brent. <laughs> yeah, is it? This is hard. God, it's too many good comments. Too much stuff. And I got to think, like, does this mesh in that world? But isn't that the point? Is it? It's not supposed to be compatible, and you can just make something beautiful and unexpected. I, uh, I don't know. Quentin says, uh, uh, "With your type of stories, Jason, would Spawn be interesting?" Yes, absolutely, a thousand percent. Like that—that that would be a fun thing to get me like into a superhero comic. Is I have to scare myself into it. So that would be that would be a fun ride for sure. Yeah, Spawn's dope. Yeah, uh, the Convictor indie indie series, man. That's mm. he, he definitely he definitely gives off that vibe heavy. My yeah. dad was in the Spawn, so that's you know I've been into like superheroes and stuff ever since that. Since yeah. the first movie with Michael J. White. So yeah, um, shout out Jason Farrell as as we yep. say that too, because that's my guy. Uh, I obviously love the Convictor. So I don't want him to go unmentioned. Also, if I don't mention him, he's gonna be mad and be texting me tomorrow. <laughs> Jason, we mentioned you and Savage Sandbox, bro. Can't wait for the next book to come out. Oh yeah, I have yeah. an answer. I have I, an yeah, answer. Definitely. All right, Jordan's got an answer. Hold on, hold on. Let me let Jamal finish. I'm cutting. Okay. I'm cutting. Okay. Oh <laughs> no, no. I just said, no. With, with, with Jason, like, yeah, man. I, I, I definitely got to get. I, I'm getting that that convicted series. I'm yeah. definitely backed it too. So I'm yeah, waiting nice. on that. Yeah. Uh, now you, David Ruffin, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, I figured it out. Um, so, um, Eaton Comics, uh, uh, Zufan, I don't know if I said that correctly. Um, Basarat's main character was kind of like, that has like that the saber. I was like, yep, that's it. I'm like, we got to see how these two, how these two black women kind of like handle things. I felt some similarities. So I'm like, nice. I'm going to go in that series. And there was aliens, and I love aliens. So, yep, that's what I'll do. Okay. Man, I, I would say, oh, because I didn't answer it really either. Man, I would say between, man, between my two top guys, I feel like I could definitely, like, see, like, my character with. I would either say cross, uh, like, what's the what's the word? Uh, I would just say, like, maybe crossing universes between, like, concrete comics with Lonzo, uh, Lonzo starring them. Or man, I could see I could see me like featuring like with Godhood comics or something with Tyler and and like uh he got an archer sharpshooter. Yeah. Like across a cross series between Black Bull and him. That would be dope. That would be cool. Tyler, hit him up. I guess that's <laughs> I guess for me, like I would for for the I don't have any like nail, I don't have any main characters yet. So mm-hmm. I guess I would just love to like find different places to like find a story to, to you know, do a, a run on. I, I think that would be a blast. But like, again, like where to begin? Like wingless is awesome. Like there's just some indie creators like that. I would love to do a chapter in their stories, you know? Mm-hmm. So who knows? Like I wouldn't know where to begin, but I'm, I'm just curious to learn more about, what do you do once you do find those staple characters in your universe? Because I, you know, my stories are so random that I don't, I don't have those yet. I feel like uh, Wingless Comics' DMs are open. I don't know for sure. You'd have to talk to them as a company, but I feel like you could just probably DM them. And you have to talk them. Maybe. Knows? Brian knows the guy. We'll see. <laughs> knows the guy. Knows the guy. He knows the guy. So. I feel like I'm glad we saved this one for last because I feel like this is one of the more difficult conversations um, and especially a difficult conversation in our community. Um, so what are your thoughts on increased media diversity, like legacy characters? I don't like using the term, but it's the easiest way to say it, race swapping. Um, so I just saw a poster recently and just a little background, like I'm a huge J.R.R. Tolkien fan. I realize like the optics of what he wrote, but I also realized it was a different time. like. 
Bam was writing in the forty in the forties and the fifties, right? So obviously it's going to be very Eurocentric. Uh, but there's a new poster out uh, for Rings of Power that's going to be on Amazon that's based on some of his earlier writings. And uh, people were in uproar because there's going to be a black dwarven queen. Uh, so, oh, this is awesome. Right, right? This is so, exciting. This is exciting. Sorry. So for me, I feel two ways about it. And this is the only topic I'm going to give my real opinion on, right? I feel two ways about it. Because I love seeing us, I love seeing anyone in different things. Like, I don't really give a shit as long as the character's good. Like, I want to see black faces. I want to see brown faces. I want to see more women. I want to, on and on and on. Peter Dinklage, right? Like, he was like, don't only cast me as a dwarf, bro. Just cast me as a regular character. I love seeing that. But at the same time, I hate seeing it in prequel series, which they're going to do the same thing with the new Game of Thrones, right? House of, the Dra- House of Dragons. House of yeah. Dragons, right? So you're going to have a lot of POC in there. Great. Yeah. But if it's a prequel series and we've already seen the later series, that's all white people, right? I'm like, what happened to the black people? Did they have as bad a history as we did? Like, did they get exterminated? Are we ignoring they flooded the villages? I guess it was a uh, was the uh, George R. R. Martin calls it a uh, South Oros, and like it was focused mainly in Westeros, right? The story of Game of Thrones. He's full of shit. Wasn't no black folks in them books, bro. They had like a light, like a light tan. And then when he realized he was going to get in trouble for it, then he was like, no, yeah, like you said, this is South of Rose. Bro, don't just make some shit up at the end of the day. Like, apparently agents, they had their own South. It was called something else, too. And no play in the later, It makes me mad. <laughs> Fuck that guy. You knew what you would do. I feel like if you're going to be there, just stay there, right? Don't do it. Again, if you do... Again, and I'm sorry to cut you guys off. For I'm gonna give, I'm gonna let y'all finish. But but I gotta take it. Uh, problem again is if you do a history that has people of color in it, right? But then your current timeline has no people of color. What happened to all those people? Were they exterminated? Did they die off? Blah 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 blah. I feel like hmm. that is problematic because now you're filling a diversity card. Now don't get me wrong. Everybody go get your paper. Go get your chips. Fill in that diversity card. Go get your money. Right. But from a writer creator standpoint i'm angry at it because you didn't have the forethought to think maybe at some point i might have to put some people or some women or whatever in this fantasy story where we have dragons and zombies and fucking zombie dragons but no black folks that shit is weird to me she's whack yeah i i get i hear you on that um as far as comics go like we have to have some people that look like us that it have always existed. Like whether that be a story change or whether that just be somebody decided to draw this character different. And it, maybe it changes a few things in their timeline, but guess what? Like this is just a this is just a story. Those old stories that, that you are crying about sometimes they still exist like those stories don't go away but like so uh-oh <laughs> so like i don't want to be a debbie downer and i don't want to be too chatty but like i'm going through this whole deconstruction thing and um you you can be whoever you want but jesus does not look like you and so you can write any comic you want, but don't forget that Superman has blue eyes. And don't don't ever forget, like this is the only one that you can't mess with. And the more characters that 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 people alter and change and create these dope stories with, there's discomfort because you can't make Superman what well, Superman looks like us. You can't make Superman look like you. Well, I can, like. Y'all can like, oh, like that's fine too. So like <laughs> I could go on and on, but I'm not going to. But that's I, I just feel like that that's why there has to be diversity in media. Like some of these legacy characters have they have to be create they have to be offered to creators like us, and we have to be able to have the right to tell whatever story we want because. There's been a lot of wild stories in like mainstream comics over the years. So we we can have we can have one and it can even flop. 
and that's fine too. But like, it should it should flop because it's a bad story. It shouldn't flop because you don't want Superman to look how we want to see Superman look. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I feel like when it comes to the whole legacy character thing, I get. So I I get it from I get it from a business. I feel like it's sometimes it's like it's like a business move, um, where it's like you're trying you're clearly trying to reinvent your character to fit a new time, um, and sometimes it come off it comes off as disingenuine, um, and I think that it becomes more impactful when I guess we're telling when you have someone from that audience um, or background or community telling that story. I think that's very important, um, but I also think. That is important to just, I feel like we just need new characters, period. Just like, give me a whole new character with a different set of superpowers. And they have no attachment to this lineage of Superman or Green Lantern. Um, like, I just want to see something I've never seen before. But at the same time, it is fun when you give me a nice mix. When you get a nice, like, mashup or something very different. Like, that is fun. I I, I do, allow, I, I, in my heart, I allow, soul, I allow room for that. But... At, at the core, I feel like we just need to have like more new characters uh, within just mainstream comics. Yeah, main, the mainstream comics, yeah. Yeah, um, I want to follow up on that, um, what you said with the, uh, sometimes it can seem like not genuine. Um, like with the whole, like, I haven't read the new, uh, like the I Am Batman series, the new Black, uh, Lucius. Yeah, how Fox is that? Series. How is that? Is anybody read I that? couldn't tell you, yeah, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if any, um, Brian or you, if any of you guys read it already. I you seen know, one panel and he was he had just moved to Harlem and he was punching black folks already and I was like, oh, but I don't want to see that right now. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, hey man, I'm rich. Here's some money so you don't rob these other people. Man, live a good life. I'm gonna get you a job at Wayne Tech. Whatever. I don't want to see it. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying like oh, I feel yeah. like. Like, yo, certain characters, like, yo, like, if it's not a completely new, like, I, I don't need, I don't, I don't need a hand, hand me down Batman. I don't need it. Like, yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, it, it's cool, whatever. Keep him the way he was. Uh, Terry McGinnis, Batman Beyond, like, keep all that stuff. If you got one, change him. That's cool. If not, there's no sweat. Um, I like, um, what the, uh, taking on another side of things like the mighty Morphin power rangers when they did that movie a couple years ago and they brought a new light on all the characters like you know it was a it was almost a completely different well, similar but a completely different origin story than what we all watched as kids so um you know I, like you saying jordan i'd rather something completely redone just like that man you know as far as legacy is concerned yeah Look, Miles Morales. Well, at least okay in the inter, in in uh, into the Spider Verse flick, his uncle Ben is Stalker. Like that's a right. dope. That was, yeah, that was such a good movie. Such a good. Movie. Such a good movie. Yeah, that was. And I think if we're talking about legacy legacy characters, I think Miles is probably it's the best one. Legacy character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree with that. It's um, the best. It's the best of that. But I think that that comes down to to storytelling. Like I think that when it's disingenuous, we don't. Like we don't you need tell. it. Like, you, tell. you know, you know, yeah. you know, and yeah. so. But Miles Morales has been the best version because it's been the best story. Mm -hmm. Like it's been the the top. It's been top quality, and so I think that that's what's lacking is there's a lot of stories that just don't get the attention that they should. Yeah. Like there's a lot of fantastic stories that exist that would be hot, hot, hot in in like different. In different realities, but they just don't pick up steam. It's like we is <laughs> it's sometimes it's bad like to start to show your face. Like that's what I learned early. Like this goes back a few questions, but like that's what I learned early. It's like once you show your face, it's like like yeah, my I'm name is Alexander, but I don't look like Joe I don't look like George Costanza. Like yeah. I don't know what you were expecting, but like this is my name too. And so it's it changed a lot of, of how I had to learn where to put my face to try to get my, my name out. And so I don't know. Like I see it like maybe I'm sensitive, but 
there's a lot of discomfort around legacy characters, and I, and maybe that's the other reason why I think that we need them is to shake the tree a little bit, like mm-hmm. learn who's uptight about it and why. Yeah. Gentlemen, this has been a great conversation this evening. I've enjoyed this um, sitting back and listening to you all talk so much. And we are we are at an hour. Um, so I do want to go around and give you each a chance to, to tell people where they can follow you, how they can support you, um, where they can pick up your, your projects at. So uh, why don't we go around and, and do that? Uh, you can find me just about anywhere that you can type Fallbreaker Studios in, uh, Instagram, I'm locked out of my Instagram. I don't know what what happened. Oh. It's just like it's like non-existent. I don't know what it is. Um, I do have a TikTok, but my TikTok is more of like my cult experience. So if you're interested in that, check it out. But if not, that's cool too. Um, but like, and always, there's always something new cooking. But I'll I'll let you guys know that as it gets a little bit better quality. But it's coming around. So new stories coming. Fall Breaker Studios. Awesome. Looking you up right now, bro. Um, yeah. Welcome back to our podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, Javon Dabney, Black Bull Comics, IG, Facebook, uh, YouTube, TikTok. Yeah, just throw it in all in there. Um awesome. We just had a Kickstarter, like I said earlier, and um, you know, after after uh, everybody else gets their stuff, then you can find the first book uh, on the website, blackbowcomics.com. Go. All right. Uh, man, I'm Jordan. You can find me on JP, jpjacksonart.com. Uh, That's my website. And you can get my book, my comics on there. Um, and my Instagram is jpjacksonart. On Twitter, was it Instagram, Twitter, um, and Facebook. Awesome. Gentlemen, again, it's been a great conversation this evening, and I hope everybody out there looks you guys up, gives you a follow, supports your projects, um, and helps support some really cool indie projects that are going on right now. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Brian, you got anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, everybody go to wingless, winglessent.com slash contest. We have a uh, contest going on right now. You name some heroes. It's inspired by Spawn number nine, number 10, excuse me, and... Uh, Wizard number 29, the Wall of Hands, the infamous Wall of Hands. So uh, you can win some swag, T-shirt, comics, Funko Pop, uh, and we'll be live on Kickstarter on the 16th. Please look out for that. Wingless Comics, all you got to type in, you'll find us. We're the only one. (laughs) Next week, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Great show, hip hop and comics. We have uh, Jib and Molly Anderson with us, um, Stacy Robinson, and um, Greg Burnham. Greg Burnham, that's right. I knew it started with a G and it just wasn't pulling it out of my butt. Um, Greg Burnham will be here, and then the last one or last Tuesday of the month, uh, I am on vacation, and Brian's going to be hosting a Black Comics Day recap. Um, with some cool guests that night too so um tune in next tuesday same uh same icd time same icd channel j3 thank you guys so much for being here this evening good luck on your world tour uh can't wait to see see what the next album brings (laughs) everybody out there watching we'll see you next week i'm the lead singer (laughs) Okay, fine, Jamal. (laughs) Why are you still listening? It's the end of the podcast. But since you listened to the whole thing, since you're still here at the end, as this podcast ends, as you exit out of the episode, why don't you give us a rating? And if you're not following or subscribing to us yet, go ahead and do that too. As I said at the beginning of the show, it helps a lot, and you'll be doing the dispatch a big favor. 